This show focuses on the historical aspect of the sporting world. The goal is to give some understanding to the franchises, leagues, and main events that we all love. This is David Explains, and please join me on this journey into the past. Imagine being an athlete in the ancient Olympics and being looked down upon because you are a professional athlete playing in what is considered an amateur's game. That is most likely what would have happened if these athletes were to participate in the modern Olympics prior to the late 1990s. As you know, my name is David and welcome to a David Explains special on the history of the Olympic Games. Now, I mentioned a moment ago the idea of amateurism. This is an idea where a group of groups participate in events solely for the love of the game. They are not to be paid by the organization putting on the event or play in the exact same sport and be paid by an outside organization. Essentially, these athletes could not be considered a professional athlete by any means necessary. Now, before I get into the actual history of the Olympics, I need to explain why amateurism became a thing. It's based on the idea of sportsmanship versus gamesmanship. I wanted to include this portion before I got into the main history of the show because it does play a big part in the modern Olympics. In the modern Olympics, there was this idea that the athletes could really only participate in the games if they weren't a professional and were only playing for the love of the game. Like I said before, this is known as amateurism. The idea of sports was created on the grounds that it was to promote positivity and positive values. Values like honesty, courage, and fairness, among other things that are designed to spread an amazing image, not only on the player themselves, but the team that they represent. Well, in this case, it would be the country they are representing. However, too many, sport in the modern world was replaced by a win-at-all-cost mentality. This would be known as gamesmanship. This would seem to also be taking place in the modern Olympics, on the grounds that players were being paid through items like sponsorships or the fact that professional athletes would be taking part, such as the NBA Dream Team, causing the dropping of the amateurs-only mentality in the Olympics. In this very special episode of David Explains, I will not only explain the history of the original and modern Olympics, but show how sportsmanship and gamesmanship have existed throughout the history of the Olympics. On top of that, making the point that amateurism is really a relatively new idea to try to keep sportsmanship alive. So on to the first Olympics, also known as the Ancient Olympics. Now, according to the Penn Museum, the Ancient Olympics originally started out as a way to honor the gods of Olympia, more specifically the father of the gods and goddesses, Zeus, in 776 BC. For almost 12 centuries, after the first games, they would hold this event every four years, much like the modern games, with the exception that the modern Olympics do every two years, depending on the season. Four years, they only had this as a one-day event because the ancient Greeks only ran one race being the stadium, which is a foot race that measured out to be 600 feet in length or 182.88 meters. 
Now, the Penn Museum also suggests that the original Olympic Games may have started back in the 9th or 10th century BC. This would eventually lead into a three-day event being changed in 684 BC. Furthermore, would change into a five-day event in the 5th century BC with the addition of other events according to the International Olympic Committee or IOC, thus introducing boxing, wrestling, and different kinds of track and field events. However, with the expansion of different events and even early on, the athletes would get paid for their efforts. The athletes would receive gifts like horses, a symbolic prize in the form of a crown, but they would also earn a financial gain from winning their specific events. Some financial gains would include free lodging, education, and free tickets to the theater for life. However, this would be from the state-sponsored events like the Olympics. If the athletes were to perform at festivals and win, this is where they would get more of their material gain. Now, this plays into my point about the whole sportsmanship versus gamesmanship thing earlier. Not only did the athlete gain financial success as a result of the athlete winning in the Olympics or other events, they would gather an enormous amount of fame relative to the time period. This really goes into the human nature of wanting to be successful at something that garners some kind of fame that they would want to gain as much of as they can before it all stops. For example, the Roman Emperor Nero was reported to have won every event he participated in at the 65 CE Olympics. Both Nero and other powerful leaders would go on to use these victories in order to be able to commemorate themselves in the form of minting coins with their faces on them. So when talking about amateurism, and if the original Olympic athletes were amateurs, you would have to have the strictest of definitions in order to classify them as one. Whereas for the whole gamesmanship and sportsmanship argument, well, they might have been as fair and honest about the games, but in reality, one could argue that the athletes would want as much fame as one could get at the time. I want to say thank you for tuning in to part one of my two-part David Explains special on the Olympics. In the next episode, I will be discussing the history of the modern Olympics. So until next time, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of David Explains. There is always more history to enjoy and explore in the sporting world. I hope that you join me by tuning into the next story. For any updates on the show, please follow Deep Dive Sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I will see you on the next journey.